Ladies and gentlemen, a very warm welcome to the IES Politics on Point, the security podcast to go. My name is Sofia Maria Satanakis, and today we will talk about disinformation. We'll do that together with my dear colleague, Michael Zinkanel, who focuses on new dimensions of hybrid threats, particularly emphasizing political implications of disinformation and cyber attacks. Welcome, Michael. Thank you very much, Sofia. It's my big pleasure to be here today, and I'm looking forward to an interesting and engaging discussion with you. Okay, so then let's jump right in with the first question for you. These days, we hear a lot about disinformation, especially in relation to the COVID-19 pandemic, the protest movements or national elections. But what is disinformation exactly and how is it different from free speech? I think this is one of the most relevant questions that we have to answer when we talk about disinformation to make a clear distinction between free speech, the freedom of speech and clearly and very systematically created disinformation campaigns. So disinformation is categorized as intentionally created and disseminated verifiably false information. And it's crucial to point out that the intention is at the center. The intention of creating and spreading disinformation to reach some sort of harmful uh, or aggressive outcome. Therefore, disinformation clearly targets to cause confusion and distrust, leads to distorting the public opinion and perception, and aims to amplify social tension. So the fact that it is systematically created and systematically spread is very precise and central here, and therefore is very different from free speech, um, which is not created in this systematic approach, but is more the individual's freedom to express um, what they believe in. Okay, I would like to elaborate a little bit more on that now. Um, For example, how is this information deployed? And what is the typical way hostile actors apply disinformation? In most cases, the disinformation campaigns that we have seen in the past, especially the spark in disinformation that we have witnessed from the beginning of this year, beginning of 2020, built on already existing tensions or instabilities, insecurities in society. So the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic was such a moment when uncertainty in the wider European but global um, societies um, was happening, was spreading, and disinformation campaigns tried to plant more seeds of distrust in this already tense environment. So generally, a narrative is created, is first being constructed, again, very systematically, and tailored to a specific target group, to a specific predominant fear of that target group and then is being spread. And when we talk about spreading or creating this information, of course, the question arises, who is behind it? Who is the mastermind or the architect behind this information? And it's very difficult to say um, exactly which entity is behind or the extent of the involvement of national governments in the creation and spread of this information. However, we have seen and witnessed and been able to investigate that 
um, an, a large amount of disinformation, especially regarding the COVID-19 pandemic, was originating from Russia and China. And these narratives are then um, spread via so-called proxies or, or internet trolls, as they're called. Um, you can imagine people who are working nonstop to spread false information and fake news on social media and on online uh, platforms. And that effect can be amplified by paying certain influencers with a huge a number of followers on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, but also on YouTube to spread false information. Often, sometimes they're being paid to do that. Other times, um, hacking and cybersecurity plays also a role where certain accounts with a large followership are being hacked in order to spread then false information and to make it seem um, as if this information is being uh, created and and uh, communicated by a trustworthy person with a, probably a large uh, number of followers. So disguising information, um, disguising also uh, fake news and fake information, false information, is also a central aspect here when we talk about how disinformation is being deployed. Well, you mentioned Russia and China in your answer, and uh, I would like us to stay on that topic a little bit longer. So can you tell us a little bit more about how both countries deployed disinformation, especially in the recent past? So in the recent past, we have seen that the uh, traditional Russian playbook of disinformation is also being uh, adapted and being somewhat copied by Chinese actors. In the past, we have seen one main narrative that is either pro-Russian or pro-Chinese that is being created and spread. And today we see, especially since the COVID-19 pandemic, a difference in how this narrative is being created. Often narratives are um, contradicting each other and this is deliberate. The aim here is that the information, especially on online platforms, is so vast and is so difficult to really grasp what is true, what is false, what is potentially fake, what is disinformation, what is information, that it is being abstracted to a point of indifference where the, the viewer, the reader, the society, the target audience cannot differentiate anymore. Is this information reliable or is it fake? And this is a strategy that we see um, a lot these days and especially since the beginning of the year um, where disinformation is being created in that way. Another, another very distinct um, aspect of Chinese disinformation is that the diplomatic authorities, the uh, embassies and the diplomatic staff is often um, being instrumentalized in also trying to spread disinformation through their diplomatic channels, through the official diplomatic uh, Facebook pages or Twitter accounts uh, or websites um, to spread a certain very clear governmental narrative um, where also in some cases false information and disinformation has been detected. 
Um, so we can see a shift in how narratives are being created and how they are being spread and that it is very fluid and very creative in adapting to new situations like a pandemic in a relatively short amount of time where narratives are being changed and adapted according to national or very regional aspects again building up on certain predispositions and certain very clear fears that the society has already had before. Well, um, I hope that there are still things that we can do to counter what you just illustrated uh, so detailed for us. Uh, and uh, this will get us to the tricky part now. Which measures would you suggest to limit the impact of disinformation campaigns? I would suggest that all measures to limit disinformation campaigns should also bear in mind that we have to strengthen free speech and the freedom of press, the freedom of media at the same time. So limiting the impact of disinformation cannot and must not come at the cost of free speech at the other side. And that means that we need more fact checkers, that we need more media literacy on a European level, on a governmental level, that awareness has to be raised to a larger extent and a wider extent in society that false information can really harm societies. And I think we first of all have to be aware of the potential threats to democracy, threats to our European stability, the national stability as well, um, that comes with this information. That it clearly aims to spread seeds of distrust, to make the people distrust, the governments distrust, also the political democratic systems that we live in in Europe. And if these profound uh, framework of, of democracy is threatened by disinformation, we have to be aware of that. On a personal level, I believe it's very critical to observe how your own behavior online looks like. Which type of information do you consume on a daily basis, often, especially uh, a younger generation is certainly very active online at different social media platforms. And you have to be aware that there is an algorithm that is trying to influence also your behavior online. And to, to be aware, to be critical and self-critical as well of your behavior online will um, make you also aware of the potential dangers that lie in the entire sphere of online media and that also come with this information. So what I can suggest every single one uh, is to be very critical of any information that you consume that you cannot verify. If you cannot verify the facts online, if you don't know the source, if you don't know exactly where the content comes from, if you're suspicious uh, about the image, it could be distorted, don't share it, don't like it. Um, so 
be critical about your behavior and about yourself and your beliefs and and simply don't take everything you see online uh, for granted and uh, take it for uh, a secure and reliable source there could be information out there that is clearly targeted to raise a very high emotional uh, reflex and especially information that might trigger high and strong emotions could be um, deliberately planted and distorted to look real um, and we have to be careful of that as a society and especially as a democratic uh, as a democratic society well thank you very much michael um, so i take two points with me after our uh, podcast session today first that disinformation is in fact an actual threat for our democracy and second each and every one of us can help to counter that threat by keeping an open eye and open mind and being more critical towards the tons of informations that uh, we receive every day through different channels of, of media. So thank you very, very much for taking the time and being here with us today. Uh, and hereby also this podcast uh, comes to its end. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much, Sophia. And on a little side note, for all those of you who want to dig a little deeper into the topic of disinformation, uh, feel free to visit our homepage at IES.at. We have various publications regarding disinformation and its general implications on our society available, and there are a lot more to come. So thank you again for listening to us. Stay tuned and goodbye.